guess what, folks? The World Series everyone wanted is about to start. And we've got the host of Locked On Rangers and Locked On Diamondbacks. Oh, so there's somewhere up there. This is a three podcast crossover. This is Locked On MLB. You are Locked On MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Hello, Ranger fans. Hello, Diamondback fans. Hello, baseball fans everywhere. And welcome to a Locked On Rangers, Locked On Diamondbacks, Locked On MLB crossover. Are you keeping score at home? I know I am. We finally, after four and a half months of playoff games, we have whittled it down to two teams. The American League champion, Texas Rangers. The National League champion, Arizona Diamondbacks. Two teams I predicted would be swept out of the wildcard series are going to collide. Lock antlers. That's right. I should have bet on these two at FanDuel, but I did not. And we're here doing a World Series preview. I am your host from Lockdown MLB. My name is Paul Francis Sullivan, but please call me Sully. I am an Emmy-nominated television producer who has been a baseball podcaster for well over a decade now. And this is my fifth World Series as a member of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Follow us at Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram. I'm your pal, Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. And one more piece of business before we introduce them that today's episode is brought to you in part by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with personal supply of antibiotics that treat 50 infections. You are, I bet, even more. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J A S E medical.com. Hey, we have on the show today from Locked On Rangers. Who do we have? We have Bryce Patrick, host of Locked On Rangers, also my fifth season. And the first one where my team's actually good and so good, they beat the Houston Astros in seven games to go to the World Series. Oh, my gosh. What a relief. Well, you, would, you would have asked a genie for that at the beginning of the year. And I know <laughs> Millard would have asked a genie to beat the Dodgers. They oh, did yeah. so uh in about a third of an inning in one game. Introduce yourself to the good folks. Yeah, I mean, I just asked to make the postseason, and here we are at the World Series. Miller Thomas, Locked on Diamondbacks. We're, of course, on all your podcasting platforms. Follow Locked on Rangers on YouTube. Follow Locked on Diamondbacks on YouTube. And, of course, follow Locked on MLB on YouTube. All right. Hey, uh, Miller was my guest yesterday because he he actually uh, uh, he was floating yeah. when the uh, – literal. Literal for the Diamondbacks won, but let's uh, let's bring it over to you, Bryce, because I haven't had you on during the postseason. This has been pretty incredible. Uh, tell us, especially you know, sweeping Tampa Bay. Okay, Tampa Bay was asleep. Sweeping Baltimore was pretty amazing. In fact, not even you know having uh, the lead for every inning, with the exception of one inning through two games in the American League Championship Series, and then. What a bunch of thrilling games, and some games where the final score was misleading, like game, uh, you know, game six was a thriller, even though the Rangers exploded in the ninth. Tell me a little bit about your uh, roller coaster of emotions as both of you root for teams that backed into the postseason and mm-hmm. stunned everyone by where they ended up. 
I don't know about backed into the postseason. I mean, the Rangers, you know, clearly were were the best team in the American League West. But I don't know if people know this because uh, they only said it about eighteen hundred times on the Fox broadcast. But the Rangers actually lost the division on the last day. But they were. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't yeah, know that. I know it's a fun fact that uh, literally no one has ever heard. But um, I was just you know floating like Millard was for the first two rounds of these playoffs as uh, my team just annihilated everybody in their wake. And like they were sweeps, but they weren't close sweeps either. It was just absolute domination. I mean, game one of the ALDS was the only game that was close. And then the Rangers win the first two against the Astros. And they, Oh my God, the Rangers are never going to lose again. I'm never going to feel sad again. Everything is going to be great. And then you lose three straight at home and take the 2019 uh, nationals route and win every road game and start Max Scherzer in a game seven. The parallels were amazing, except instead of like that game seven being a close game, it was an absolute route, a beautiful game that I just got done rewatching for the first time today. That I was actually at actually um, the first actual Rangers game that I've gone to all year and the first game I've ever gone to in Houston. Yeah, I've been kind of cloistered this year. Um, and what a first game to go to. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's that's pretty good. Tell me your thoughts about that game six, because obviously game five was a devastating loss for Texas with the Altuve home run and everything and game six was back and forth and back and forth. And you had, you know, you've had bullpen issues. Hell you've had bullpen subscriptions for the second part of the year. What, what the, bullpen issues? I've, I've never. <laughs> <laughs> they load the bases up. It's you know, just a one game after what happened in Houston. Um, you must have, it must've been in the back of your mind thinking, Oh, here is, Hello, other shoe. Um, be prepared to drop. It wasn't. It wasn't in the back of my mind, Sully. It was front and center, and all of my mind. It was all encompassing. And I mean, I mean, I, I said it. There, there was in the the preview videos that we did, um, you know, before the postseason. And one of the questions was, "Why is your bullpen good enough to win the World Series?" And this was historically one of the worst bullpens in the history of ever. They blew more saves in the regular season than they converted. I think 33 blown saves to 30 converted saves. And like with even an average bullpen, this Rangers team probably wins like a hundred to 300 games uh, in the regular <laughs> season. Um, more than 90. Um, and it doesn't come down to the last day, but I was abject, an abject terror. And then Adolis Garcia continues the one of the most amazing runs of four playoff games in a row that I've ever seen. Even in the midst of an 0 for 4 with four strikeout day, seals it with a grand slam, takes the air out of the building in Houston, and then does it again in game seven because that man, that's a bad man. Well, let me let me tell you two things. I mentioned this in a previous episode, but I wanted your take on it. Um, I gave a ton of credit to Bochi for not going to Chapman in the eighth, but bringing LeClerc because I've been tweeting for a long time now. Don't bring Chapman into big situations. He blows it. And if he, if Chapman came walking out there, then I would just be calling up Brett Chancey right now, getting ready for H town to be here for the world series preview. Um, I think that was an incredibly smart decision, but the other thing that just shows you how different, how, what a difference a year makes the fact that Jeremy Pena wasn't the Jeremy Pena of last year, the ALCS and World Series MVP, Jeremy Pena, the fact that he had to be pinch hit for with a series on the line. A year ago, Pena was the exact person you would want at the plate at that point. And then they brought in uh, 
John Singleton, not the late director of Boys in the Hood, but the other John Singleton. And uh, he winds up striking out the biggest at-bat of the year, and you have a guy who was out of baseball for three years. And part of me thought what a great story that would be. I know you wouldn't agree with that. but um, It was a great story to have him be up there and to strike out. I thought that was great. But I thought that was uh, I thought that was a great handling of Bochi to not. You know what? I'm gonna throw the book out right now because if I bring Chapman in, um, well, there, there's there's this is the last. This would they were one swing away from being three outs away from elimination, essentially. Yeah, and the thing is, and we all know the thing about Chapman and how he blows a lot of games. And there's there's really there are a few situations that even if they're close situations where Chapman does well in there's there's not many of them but they found this specific sweet spot you can't pitch him on zero days you can't throw him in back-to-back days because on zero days rest he's got um they just insane era of uh where we go 860 and has walked 15 batters in nine and a third innings um just just absolutely wild on zero days rest but in the eighth inning he is also good in those situations he has a much better era in the eighth inning than any other inning a 195 era in the eighth inning 405 in the seventh 415 in the ninth and a nine era in extra innings so you throw him in the eighth inning you throw him not on multiple like on without at least with at least a day's rest and so by not throwing him in game six he had him with you know day's rest for game seven which i thought yes that is what you want to do and then by scoring those runs in the top of the ninth inning you're able to throw andrew heaney for four pitches and not have to have leclerc go back out there for a second inning um, and have to sit down for a long time which is the exact problem in game five so just a a whole lot of things that went really right for the rangers in that final inning and a half yeah well look at it's great thoughts Great news about the Rangers, if, if you're a Ranger fan or, in my home, a Bruce Bochy fan. And we are going to set up some food this weekend and go grocery shopping, which reminds me. Do you know what? How does a free World Series meal sound like? All the fixings you want with all the food and all the snacks. Well, guess what? This year, Ibotta is here to give you cash back and help make sure that your World Series spread is complete. Because who wants the chips without the dip? The best part of any baseball food being spread out are all the things, all the different sides and all the things you dip into. With your body, you can make sure that everyone's favorite side dishes is ready to be eaten. Well, you get some cash back yourself. Look at Ball games like this means get-togethers of all your friends coming to the house watching the game. But you don't have to spend all that money on the spread without getting something returned. With the Ibotta, you can have your cake and eat it too. Now, this World Series is going to go into November. We all know it. And starting November 1st, for the fourth year in a row, Ibotta is giving you 100% cash back on all your food and all your groceries. Just add the offers in the app to redeem for everything you need to make your feast complete. All you have to do is shop at your favorite retailers and upload your receipt. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce, personal care, and pantry goods. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. And you can also earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers too when you start with Ibotta. 
including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and many more. Download the Ibotta app and use code MLB to get 100% cash back on your groceries starting November 1st. Just go to the App Store or Google Play and download the free Ibotta app and use code MLB. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use the code MLB. Didn't mean to step on the bumpers. You're fine. <laughs> hey, um, hey, let's talk about we got the series between you two guys here. And it's funny, we there's there's no real villain in this series. You know, the the mm. brash Phillies are out, the hated Astros are out. We have two cute and cuddly teams, uh, two underdogs. Sorry, Bryce, but you, you know, there's an underdog. You mm. don't this was no, the No, um, I like it. I, I like I like the underdog, you know, that no one believed in us. Hey, uh, in mid-September, both the Diamondbacks and Rangers were out of the playoffs. And That'd two be... years ago, they good, were... Good thing the playoffs don't start in mid-September. I know. And uh, two years ago, your teams were 100 lost teams. I'm looking at you, Angels. These two teams were able to take 100 losses and flip it to the World Series in two years. You've had Shohei Otani and Mike Trout for more than half a decade. And you're like, I don't know, maybe we can... Uh, approach 500 anyway let's talk about the two teams left standing uh millard what are you mm -hmm. most nervous about uh going into the series and we all know who your game one and your game two starters uh mm -hmm. who you got who you got game three or, or is it going to be fought again I think it has to be fought with how he's pitched so magically, right? And historically during this uh, MLB postseason so far. And I just think that the thing that I'm most nervous for entering the series is, is this magic that the D-backs have displayed? Is it just going to disappear at, at some point, right? Because the D-backs are playing way above their expectations level. They've been playing above their head their whole postseason with how their offense has been able to battle back. Obviously, they've been doing that the whole year, but doing it against teams like the Phillies with dominant offenses and the Dodgers and the Brewers. And then your pitching has been phenomenal from your rotation to the bullpen. Like, at some point, is the clock going to strike midnight and this D-backs team turns back into pumpkins? I'm hoping that's not the case because going against this Rangers team – the thing that scares me most about the Rangers, talking with Bryce Patrick before the podcast, is that lineup. We talked about it yesterday. I'm a guy that leans offense when I look at sports teams, and that Rangers lineup just reminds me of what we just went against in this Philadelphia Phillies series because that lineup is so deep and stacked, and you talk about villains. I don't even think our Adolis Garcia is a villain in Major League Baseball right now. Yeah, I had him on five fantasy teams. Like I'm pro Garcia. This man has won me money in my leagues like the last couple of years, so there's not a player on the i think there's probably one player on the rangers a bunch of people hate but <laughs> outside of that dude i'm pretty sure everyone is pro everyone on both of these teams so i just need to make sure the d-backs have to keep doing what they did against the phillies the last couple games and what they did against the dodgers they were able to cut off the head of the snake the top of the lineup they were able to really shut that down against the dodgers in the last couple games against the phillies if, if you can slow down the Seegers and the Simeons and the Garcias of the world, the D-backs will have a chance in the series. Get to that bullpen because, Bryce, I want to know, are you still feeling a little scared when you see that Rangers bullpen come in later in the games? Because we know the answer backs love to score runs seventh inning and on. Well, uh, yeah, uh, to, to tell you, to illustrate that point, um, while I was at game seven and the Rangers 
threw in Araldis Chapman with an eight inning, eight run lead in the eighth inning, I was terrified out of my mind. I said, you fools, you fools, don't give them hope. They like this man. They tee off on this man. They have success against this man in this building. Even with Jose Leclerc on the mound with an eight run lead in the ninth inning, I was still kind of trembling in my boots. And I love Leclerc and he's been great. But um, I, yeah. And Josh Boars has been amazing. Um, but, yeah. But yeah. And before we get I'm, back to you, Sully, I just want to, I'm going to end the narrative right here about the underdog Texas Rangers with the fourth biggest payroll in Major League Baseball. I don't want to hear about, I can't believe they're here. They got one of the most expensive rosters in the sport. They got stars up and down that lineup, the rotation. We're talking about an underdog story, a team that we did not expect to be here. You better start. You better end that sentence with the Arizona Diamondbacks. That's well, I it's say. funny. Sorry, it's funny. That. All of the the narrative ball about the Astros being like, "Oh, the Rangers bought their bought their team versus built it." Well, I mean, the Rangers payroll this year, uh, according to Spot Track, is two hundred forty five and a half. Wait, hold on, two hundred fifty million, and the Astros two hundred thirty seven million. But yeah, right. They also kind of mis. It's also misleading. Because it includes all forty-three million dollars of Max Scherzer's uh, salary, which the Rangers are not paying forty-three million dollars for Max Scherzer right now, so that would bump them way, way down. There's also twelve million dollars of Jake Odorizzi, ten million, I believe, of which was paid by the Braves. There's also thirty million dollars of Jake Degrom on the IL. That's that's all theirs. But like, it's really like, and that's look fair. at the active, they're paying that one. Yeah, they're paying that one. But if you look at the twenty-six man payroll at the end of the season when uh, John Gray and uh, and Max Scherzer were on the IL, IL. The Rangers' twenty-six man million, her twenty-six man payroll was one hundred and forty-eight million dollars, which would have been eighteenth uh, behind the St. Louis Cardinals. So, like, there's a few guys that are big money guys, but like this narrative that like the Rangers bought everybody, like they bought a few guys that are expensive, but for the most part, it's a lot of homegrown youngsters on both these teams. May I say, um, I hate the narrative of they bought it because that's what the team's supposed to do. Yeah. The teams, mm -hmm. every team is owned by a Scrooge McDuck person who has enough money to send their great grandchildren to law school without getting a scholarship. No, there, no, so wait, actually, you might you might have missed this in the newest CBA. Oh, oh, yeah, uh, actually, yeah. only the Texas Rangers can spend money on good players. Everyone oh, else, if they right, do that, right. they will be a shot and shamed. For well, the, the Astros have homegrown players like Justin Verlander, like Jose Abreu. <laughs> you know, they got players who just they came up through the. No, what nonsense! The ownership is. Are we? There's a lot of things I'm going to talk about in a, in a later episode this week. There's a lot of things we have to dis, to determine. What are we getting outraged? Are we outraged that it's the same teams winning every year? Okay, we got some new teams. Oh, no one wants to see them. Oh, our owners aren't spending any money. Hey, we're going to spend money to try to win our first championship in team history. Oh, way to go. Way to buy it. Well, you got to pick one. You can't yeah. be outraged at everything. The Rangers and their, and their manager did what every sports team wants their ownership to do, to say, we're not satisfied being a 100-loss team. We're going to spend some money and put a good team on the field. So yeah, you can't. What? Are you, how can you get mad at the Rangers for doing what fans want them to do? 
And look, oh. even though I love all those graphics that show how much each win is worth that the D-backs spend versus every other team, guess what? Every D-backs fan going to this offseason is like, you better add to this roster. Go out there, add a couple big bats. Go get a legit, you know, uh, another starter in that rotation. Like, you shouldn't sit on your hands when you had such a cheap team make it to the World Series. Now it's the time to go all in, spend some money, and really max this roster around and, young stars like Corbin Carroll. And mm -hmm. hope that they stay healthy. Yeah. And speaking of staying healthy. Hey. Hey, yep, yep. Haven't really worked with that bumper too much. But yeah, if you're talking about staying healthy, the best thing you can get is Jace Medical because the Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is fill out a simple online form and in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of our board-certified physicians, get ongoing care from our physicians on any treatment-related questions, doctor-created, doctor-recommended. So go to, Jace, go to jacemedical.com and enter code LOCKEDON at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code LOCKEDON at J-A-S-E Medical. Dot com. Now we jumped on, get the banner out of there. Uh, we jumped on about the worries about the Diamondbacks, uh, about the, the, uh, the Rangers bullpen issues. I'm sorry. Uh, mm -hmm. It is. I, I really think this is going to be an intriguing series because the Rangers do jump on the starting pitchers they've jumped on wonderful starting pitchers this whole postseason and the diamondbacks jump on people's bullpens mm -hmm. so i have a feeling you may see a game where the rangers go up five nothing and the final score is six to five i'm not telling you which one wins um what are, what are you most uh confident about in your scoring and, and which person do you think is the um has the most pressure on them. I think, yeah, I think the Rangers have the most pressure on them, honestly, because the Diamondbacks, they have been like, I mean, both teams are underdogs and the Rangers just came with are just the underdog of underdogs in every single series. And, um, but now they come in and they're the home field team. Um, and they're, they're the a, big boys. They the are big the big payroll. They're the big mean Rangers. Exactly. Yeah. And they're the, they're the big market, you know, the, the big debt, whatever the TV executive care about or whatever. And um, yeah, I mean, both these teams, I think the Diamondbacks swept both their first series, right. And then go to, mm -hmm. went to seven. Oh yeah. So these yeah. teams have won and lost the exact same amount of games, like basically went about it in the exact same way. They both went down, um, you know, three two and they both went on the road into allegedly very tough road ballparks and won the final <laughs> yeah, two games um yeah <laughs> but i'm i'm confident in this rangers offense of of scoring early i mean the one thing this rangers team the last time you and i did a crossover i talked about uh the the diamondbacks threw a, a um a uh what's it called bullpen game and that's the one mm -hmm. thing that shut down this rangers offense in the regular season is they just like could not hit against bullpens and so the first couple of games of, of that series in houston the rangers jumped out to an early lead and then couldn't quite tack more on but held on and then that's the thing that was most encouraging to me about game seven 
and also a little bit in game six is that the Rangers finally got to the bullpen of the Astros, which is a very good bullpen and got justice against Brian Abreu for his suspension, not suspension nonsense um, in the form of an Nathaniel low home run. So this is going to be, this is going to be interesting. I mean, the, these Rangers guys, I mean, they've been good. The three arms that they trust back there in spores and Chapman and Leclerc, but they've been ridden really, really hard. So they might be getting a little tired um, of having to throw them so many times. So th- this is going to be, this is going to be such great theater and such great baseball because they're two yeah. very different offenses that are both very good. Yeah. It feels like what's going, which of the two forces, the Rangers scoring early versus the D-backs scoring late, which one is going to give? Because the D-backs starting pitching, it's definitely going to need to step up in a big way to slow down that Rangers offense. And that's why the guy that I think has the most pressure on is the guy that is considered the ace of the D-backs rotation who struggled in his two starts against the Phillies. Zach Gallen is the man I'm watching for to set the tone in game one against the Rangers because you look at game one against the Phillies, Zach Gallen and set the tone, but he did not set it for the Arizona Dimebacks as Kyle Schwarber led off the game, first pitch home run, two batters later, Bryce Harper also hit a home run. Zach Allen got kind of shelled against the Phillies, and it's not too surprising because that Phillies offense is loaded like we discussed, so I need to see Zach Allen get off to a good start against this Rangers offense. The pitcher I have the most trust in on the D-backs rotation right now is Merrill Kelly, so yeah, he could get crushed by the Rangers, but I also feel pretty good heading into that start. With Zach Allen, despite him being the ace of this team, he's the guy I feel maybe even more nervous about than Brandon Fott, who's a rookie for the D-backs, with how he's looked his last three starts. So I think it's a big test for Zach Allen, a guy who was the first half Cy Young Award winner, who slowed down the final few weeks of the season, kind of hit a wall, was good his first couple turns through the rotation in the early part of the postseason, but struggled against that Phillies offense. So with the Rangers... Having a similar offense to Philadelphia, I want to see is Zach Allen if he could set the tone early as the D-backs game one starter. Yeah. Well, look, at, I think this is going to be an exciting series. Uh, I am going to ask you both to make your prediction. Oh. Ooh. I don't Predictions do predictions. Already. I'm, I'm staying away already. with the D-backs this postseason. I haven't made one prediction on anything. I'm going to keep it that way i'm enjoying the ride win or lose with the d-backs it's been a fantastic season so i just want to keep enjoying this ride i'm just gonna sit back and enjoy cowardly cowardly yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, i say want to make predictions we'll let those guys make predictions we don't do that i i said rangers in five last series um i was wrong um i was almost very right i felt i felt very confident um but um Hey, they won. That's what matters. Um, I'm going to say Rangers and six in this one. I'm not going to underestimate the D-backs like I did the Astros. Um, but I, I really underestimated Brandon Fott. Like when I was like talking about like who, how well the Rangers match up with different teams and, you know, watching his starts, I'm like, okay, I, I apologize. It's, it's that meme. I apologize to that man. I was unfamiliar with your game. Like I was, I was yeah. unfamiliar with Brandon Fott's game. Cause we saw, I believe it was his major league debut against the Rangers. Uh, and he oh. got, I, it was like it was back in May that first that first series that we we played against each other um, in Texas. It was either it was maybe not his first start, but it was one of his first couple of starts in the big leagues. And I think the Rangers shelled him. Um, and yeah, I was they probably like, did. And we yeah, saw early that was, fought, like, fought the whole regular season with just a home run pro like a Lance Lynn. Like, he had nasty stuff, but he gave up a lot of home runs. So uh, he's been great this <laughs> postseason. But against that Rangers offense, like anything is possible. And I'm scared he could go back to those home run problems. 
I mean, okay, was, well, we gotta wrap, we gotta wrap this episode up. We're hit, we're hitting the clock oh, no, right now. No, we we got we got a few more minutes, Sully. We got we got like <laughs> we got like three more minutes. It's fine. Well, I'm gonna make my prediction. Okay, make okay. your prediction. I predicted the Diamondbacks would get swept in the uh, wild card round by Milwaukee. Hmm. I predicted that the Dodgers would have their way with them, and I thought that the Phillies were going were just better and were gonna beat them in four. Uh, and I have been wrong every time. Do it again. Diamondbacks in seven. Ah, oh, I didn't want to hear that. I didn't want to hear seven. Oh, thank you, Sully. Oh, your doubting has given this Rangers team power. It really has. And it's given both material. of your teams power. I thought you were both getting swept in the first round. I'm sure you just wanted to pick, uh, you know, nobody in sevens. You can no, keep no, I have to pick power. somebody. I have to pick somebody. We'll look at Uh And you know what? I've picked you two out of all the podcasters to be part Pick you both at random to be part of our World Series preview. Um, and if the Diamondbacks win the World Series, I want a webcam on Paul Goldschmidt to see. Uh, okay. He wanted to be on there? a winner. He wanted yeah. to be on a winner. He got traded away. And the team he got traded away from that he came up with was the man for. It got to the World Series before the Cardinals. Was there a bet on FanDuel for that? Well, look at oh, uh, before before we close this out. I I want to f- issue an official apology to Millard Thomas um, oh. for the things for the things that I said to you after the end of the regular season. I was hurt. I was spiteful, and mm-hmm. I was upset that your your Diamondbacks could not take one game off those stinking yeah. Houston Astros in that last that last series of the regular season. I remember but, the match. But your D backs. They knew something that I didn't. They knew that they were doing the Rangers a favor, you know, giving them that extra motivation to fly to yeah. Tampa and to, you know, reset themselves. So actually, you know, I want to thank you. Is that for, how it worked? That's that that's, works? that's yeah. exactly how it worked. They knew what they were doing and they were looking out for me personally and the Texas Rangers. Mm-hmm. And I want to thank them for letting the Astros feel very good about themselves for, you know, uh, a couple of weeks and then get knocked around at their home ballpark in game seven. Because without yeah. that, without the D-backs teeing mm-hmm. that up for that, you set up the alley for the oop that I could not see coming. And I want to thank you for that. Yeah. We knew the Astros were worse at home. So we want to set that up. You, Bryce. You're welcome. There you go. Well, look at we got a World Series starting this weekend. Bryce Patrick, Lockdown Rangers. Where can people find your show? You can find my show wherever you find your podcasts and on YouTube. Uh, we are also trying to get to uh, three billion, was it two billion subscribers that you're going two billion, for? Two, okay, two billion subscribers. Well, yeah. We're going for three billion subscribers. Ooh. We're we're a little bit short of that, um, but you can find us on YouTube wherever you get your podcast. Find me on Twitter at Bryce Patrick, and you can find the show at Locked On Rangers. We got the actual Locked On Rangers, not the underscore like the hockey team. Millard, tell I, us. I- I will say I was trying to craft a tweet to mention Lockdown Rangers yesterday, and I was pretty scared I was going to tag the New York Rangers. So thankfully, I was able to do that right. Follow uh, my personal Twitter account, at Creator Thomas 24 Look up Lockdown Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram. Of course, we're on all your podcast platforms. And please subscribe to Lockdown Diamondbacks on YouTube. And we're at Locked On MLB Pods on Twitter or whatever it's called now on Instagram. And I'm your pal, Sully, but Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Previewing the World Series with the well, the pennant winners that we all picked at the beginning of the year. On behalf of Bryce Patrick, on behalf of my buddy Millard, I'm your pal Sully. This has been the Lockdown MLB, Lockdown Rangers, Lockdown Diamondbacks crossover. Let's play ball. <laughs>